welcome to episode 6 of the GBHBL Whiplash, a podcast all about rock and metal where I, Carl, or the disc, whatever you want to call me, play you music from up and coming bands and talk a load of rubbish about things that have got my attention this week in our world, as well as give you a preview of some of the upcoming music reviews going up on the site over the next week. First, some of the usual housework where games, brains, and headbanging life. You can find us over at gbhbl.com. So basically the first letter of the entire games, brains, headbanging life part.com. That's our website where daily you can read album, EP, single reviews, as well as game reviews and horror movie reviews. But that's not all. We also have top lists, TV show reviews, interviews, features, book reviews. And, and we even, I've not mentioned this before, but we even have t-shirts on sale. Yes, we have GBHBL t-shirts. These are excellently made. The quality is top notch, trust me. And the print on the front has been professionally designed by an artist. We paid a guy to come out up. In fact, you can kind of see it. If you go to our SoundCloud and you go to our page, you'd see the actual design. They're cheap as well, only £15, no matter what size. We've got all sizes, small all the way up to XL. No bigger than XL, unfortunately. And they're cheap. Did I already say that? Yes, they're cheap, £15. I think that's cheap for a quality T-shirt. So head over to the website and pick one up now if you want to sort of represent us. And, you know, that money goes straight back into the site. But anyway, you can also find us on Facebook. Search for GBHBL and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at GBHBL underscore official. We're on Instagram as GBHBL, so make sure you follow us there too. This podcast is available on SoundCloud and iTunes. And eventually, maybe in the next couple of weeks, I'm probably going to push it onto other formats too soon. Even though they're like, I think SoundCloud and iTunes are probably two of the bigger, bigger listening sort of platforms. We could probably make a little bit more work for you uh sam i don't know what sam i don't have a samsung so i don't know what they use but uh people like that and androids we're also on youtube where we're desperately trying to hit the threshold for monetization search for gbhbl and you'll find all our videos something we've never really put loads of time into but becoming more focused on now the last week or so we've really ramped it up it's predominantly video games over there though but we're also kind of ramping up horror quickies, which is why we give you kind of a brief review over a trailer of a specific movie, each one being about two to three minutes, hence the uh, quickie name. And you're going to see a lot more content over the next year as we've invested in some fancy hardware recently. Of course, should you want to support that side of things, you can go to our Patreon and chuck us a few dollars. Head over to patreon.com forward slash GBHBL if you like what we do and want us to succeed. Every penny, as I said before, gets sunk directly back in the site. We're not trying to make money, only leave our mark. Anyway, moving on to what you came here for, probably the music. This week, we have quite a few tracks to get through. We have a track from the LA punk band Amherst Drive, a track from Texas metalcore hardcore band Bloodline, a track from Leeds noise metal band Hoof Glove, a track from Miami based hard heavy rock act Gears. And the rock punk metal medley of Baby Bones, which is what we're going to kick things off with now. Bottom Breather is taken from the upcoming EP, The Curse of the Crystal Teeth. The EP will be released April 14th, 2018 through Grubby Records. No, excuse me, Groovy Records. On cassette, CD, digital download and streaming and all the relevant services, wherever you get your music from, basically. It's a unique listen. Sometimes what you need is some bounce, some upbeat punk tunes that put a smile on the face with infectious rhythms and a bit of a bad attitude. Well, that's exactly what we get with Baby Bones. So here is Bottom Breather. <laughs>
once again, that was Bottom Breather by Baby Bones, taken from the upcoming EP, The Curse of the Crystal Teeth, out on April 14th. Right, so let's talk about some news. Going to start changing this format up a bit. I haven't really been happy with the way it's been going, the random grabbing bits. It's still going to be like that. I'm still going to be grabbing random bits, but I kind of want to focus more on what we constantly say this podcast and the site is about, the up and coming. So while there will be, you know, if there's decent news worth talking about, about the big boys of the uh, of the genre, you know, you will hear my opinions and thoughts on that. But I'm going to try and focus more on important news, as it were. So hopefully, if you've been listening to this series since the beginning, you've gotten aboard the Sarkoth train. If not, what the hell are you waiting for? There are intro music. That snippet you hear at the beginning, that is Sarkoth. They're a UK-based black metal band, and they're one of the brightest acts in modern metal. Trust me, their debut album is very hotly anticipated. And you can already pick up their excellent two-track demo now over on Bandcamp, and you won't regret it. Now, I'm not just plugging them again because we happen to love them, although that is a good enough reason. No, we're actually plugging their upcoming live shows. They've announced a load of live shows alongside some of the cream of British metal. First, they'll be supporting Domination at the Gifford in Wolverhampton on the 4th of April. So if you're in that area, get down to Wolverhampton. Then they'll be playing the Cavern in Exeter on the 14th of October alongside Four Macarius, Deadwood Lake and Argonia. Finally, on Sunday the 11th of November, they'll be supporting the amazing The Infernal Sea alongside Promethean Rain and Deadwood Lake at Fuel in Cardiff. That one there is a show no one should be missing. We can't praise The Infernal Sea enough. Awesome dudes too, who we spoke to at Bloodstock 2017. You can check that video out over on the YouTube channel. So some seriously... Big shows coming up for Sarkoth, spread out throughout the year. Keep an eye on our Facebook as well for more shows being announced. And if you can get to one of these, do. So yeah, Lamb of God spent a week teasing something that, that they finally revealed on Friday. Do Friday just gone? They're going to release a covers album. Yay? I mean, maybe. I've never really been a huge fan and probably enjoyed them live more than I do on record, although I've not seen them loads. Anyway, the album is called Legion XX and it's actually being released to celebrate their 20th anniversary. They're releasing it under the name Burn the Priest, which is the name they originally formed under in 1994. It will be released on May 14th by Epic. And basically it's going to include Lamb of God versions of songs that were sort of originally written and recorded by bands that inspired them. You know, we've seen this sort of thing before with like, I don't know, off the top of my head, Metallica's Garage Inc. and things like that. Um, and some of these bands they're going to be covered include Stormtroopers of Death, Bad Brains, Ministry, Agnostic Front and Cro-Mags. I, I think that's some interesting bands already off the... Off that they've sort of listed already certainly shows what kind of inspired them the more energetic and furious side of the music so if you've been kind of like waiting for your Lamb of God fix for a while I don't think they've had a new album in quite a few years this is just around the corner this might just be enough to kind of keep you interested uh, Danzig he's playing two UK dates in August as part of his self-titled debut album 30th anniversary celebration so it's been 30 years since Danzig the album came out, and you can buy tickets now for the Barrowlands in Glasgow on August 6th and Brixton Academy in London on August 7th. Now, these are the only UK shows of 2018, and the London show, we're getting onto this topic again, the London show comes to £40.65 when you include fees and Ticketmaster. Holy hell! What? Now... Rather than bash on Danzig for this, because, hey, you know, Danzig is a fairly big name. Whether or not you think he can command that fee now, it is Brixton. But when I looked at it, now, I've talked ticket prices before in previous uh, podcasts. I'm not going to go into too much detail here, but 
we often hear, we often talk about the whole service fees and the other stuff and like that. I want to give you a quick example of where Ticketmaster, now Ticketmaster are one of the worst for this. They're absolute arseholes. One of the worst ticket services out there who are quick to snap up all their own tickets and then instantly put a huge selection of them over on their sister sites, as they like to refer to them. Secondary sites where they then have massive markups. They're cheeky for that. But their fees are also some of the worst out there. So if you were to be paying for Danzig, so you say it's 40.65 including the fees, and you break that down, it's a £4.40 service fee. £4.40 service fee. So they're charging £4.40 for the service. And hilariously, this one gets me, £1.25 for a facility fee. What the fuck is that? Like, no, seriously, what the fuck is that? I have no idea. Anyone know? Anyone work in the industry that can say, yeah, facility fee is charged for this reason and justify that? Because it may not be much, but you kind of think like that's per ticket, um, per ticket. That's quite a bit of people buying tickets all the time. But the one that really gets, gets on my nerves, really, really pisses me off, is that you can add £2.75 for posting. Fair enough. Posting. You're going to be charged for postage. However, if you choose the option to print at home, it costs you £2.75. It costs you the same amount of money to print the tickets at home as it is to have them posted to you. Your printer, your ink, your paper. But Ticketmaster wants money. The same amount as them having to physically post that ticket to you. They want it for doing absolutely nothing. Oh, you could... As I said before, we can make a whole podcast out of this kind of behaviour, about the whole ticketing behaviour. Maybe we'll further than the line. Maybe when I can get Brendan involved, that we can have a whole big old debate. But then there's no debate because me and Brendan are on the same side of this. Um, so it's not really a debate. It'll just be agreeing. I'd love to talk to someone who's in the industry and can justify a lot of these prices and know where, why these ticket companies are allowed to get away with it. But let's not get too deep into that again. The question is, is Danzig worth 40 plus pounds? Now, in my opinion, I'm going to be straight up with you, absolutely not. His best years are way behind him, as far as I'm concerned. And his most recent album, Black Laden Crown, has him sounding extremely tired and extremely bored. It was nine tracks of insipid sounding vocals with occasional bursts of energetic guitar work. It's not very good at all. We got a longer review of it on the site you can read. I'd say, if you're thinking about going, don't base it on nostalgia. It's been 30 years after all. So if you're thinking, oh yeah, you know what? I'd really like to go see Danzig. That album was great. You might end up regretting that decision because his voice is well far beyond what it was. You know, I don't want to run the guy down. He's still a talent. He's important to our scene. Sure, he can be a bit of a dick as a man. Um, but if you're going based on nostalgia, you may end up regretting it. So base it on the fact that you're into his modern music or at least check his modern music out before you make that decision. Right, lastly, before I play you another track, Decapitated have been announced as the headliner of this year's Mammoth Fest, taking place across various venues in Brighton from Friday the 5th of October to Sunday the 7th of October. Now, we're not going to go too deep into what occurred with that Decapitated. We're just going to say that the Death Metalers cancelled the UK Anticult tour last year. And this was after the band members were held in America for nearly four months on rape charges that have since been proven false. The band were cleared of all charges in January of this year and have now released a statement about the ordeal. It's very detailed and interesting to read, so I suggest you go and read it yourself on Facebook. I'm not going to read it here. It's very, very lengthy. And like all things in life, everyone will have their opinion, and a lot of it is always decapitated with guilty before they were even 
you know, um, found guilty. They've now been found innocent, completely clear of all charges. But it's been a pretty horrid time for the band. And I hope that they're now able to move forward with their lives. Anti-Cult is a hell of an album. So it was unfortunate to sort of see that whole tour get cancelled. I mean, it was cancelled for good reasons. They had to deal with this shit. Whether or not certain aspects of the metal community should have been condemning them beforehand, that's open for debate. You know, there's questions about behaviour anyway. The charge is incredibly serious and it's good that they were found not guilty and they're able to move forward. So if you are going to the Mammoth Fest, I think you're going to be in for a treat. I think you're going to see a re-energised band. So let's move on to another track. After all, that's what you're here for, right? Rise. It's the first track of the debut EP of LA Punkers Amherst Drive. The EP is called for Freedom and Democracy and released, released on January 27th, 2018. Rise uses speeches about American greatness, ones revolving around events that actually can hardly be called great. It ensures the political tone of the record doesn't go unnoticed. When it kicks into gear, Amherst Drive really show off just how punk they are with a seriously unrefined edge. The four-track EP is very memorable thanks to the passionate delivery of the political punk rock. Um, you can pick up for Freedom and Democracy for free on Bandcamp and find out more about Amherst Drive on Facebook and Twitter. So here is Rise. There is nothing wrong with America that cannot be cured by what is right with America. The world will note that the first atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima. In terms of total military strength, the United States would not trade places with any nation on Earth. Just two hours ago, Allied Air Forces began an attack on military targets in Iraq. The American pie means raping South Africa, beating Vietnam, beating South America, raping the Philippines, raping every country you've been. I don't want any of your blood money. I don't want it. Don't want to be part of that system. And the question is how do we raise those
Right, let's talk about some upcoming shows that are taking place in our backyard, London, over the next couple of months. Recommendations, so to speak. It's no secret in this podcast that we have strong opinions on how little the rock and metal community will support the bands they say they love. We're not going into the whole illegally downloaded music subject here. However, if you still do that, even though there are cheap options with streaming service, now quite simply put, you're an arse. We're not going to ever pull any punches with that one. If you do that and you feel you're justified, justified, you're an arse. We don't want anything to do with you. What I'm going to talk about, though, is the local shows. The stuff that happens in your local towns for the price of two or three beers. Sometimes even less than that. Sometimes the price of a single beer. Shows are often stacked and are a great platform, not just for the band, but for anyone to potentially become a fan. I'm going to give you some examples. As I said already, London is our local town, so it's the only one I can really talk about. Although we're not situated in the city, we can be there within 45 minutes to an hour. So you can head to the likes of the Black Heart or the Devonshire Arms and Camden for regular live music from bands, often for free too. Both are excellent venues and places we frequent a lot. And then you can also head over to like the likes of Holloway Road where you'll find one of our favourite bars, the Big Red, who also have a myriad of bands on stage for free. Only a few weeks ago we were there and we saw the excellent Morass of Molasses there. There are just, they are ju- there are just three of the pub bar, bar venues where you can rock up, grab a beer and see many different bands without having to make any effort you might find your new favourite thing. So, looking ahead, on Sunday the 8th of April, head down to the New Cross Inn in New Cross for Day of Doom 3. The bands scheduled to play are One Inch Man, Supersonic Death Monkey, Green Lung, Kilimanjaro, Trevor's Head, Butcher and the Fog, Cybernetic Witch Cult, and Marassa Molasses. Now that's a hell of a lineup, well worth checking out, and here's the thing, it only costs £3 in advance, or £5 on the door on the day. Holy shit, that is a stacked gig for next to nothing. Get there, hang out all day, meet new people, listen to some rocking fucking doom. Great bands for next to nothing. I'd be there myself. Now, annoyingly, I can't be there because that happens to be WrestleMania day. I know, I know. But I'm going to be driving all the way to Dover later that night to hook up with... (coughs) Excuse me. Hook up with Liam and Sally from the site. And we're going to watch all like nine, 15 hours of the graps. And I'm going to be need to be well rested for that. Yes, we're wrestling fans. If that's not your jam, however, how about going to the Black Heart on Saturday the 21st of April for Spanish death metal legends, a only UK show. And support comes from the vile, basement torture killings, unblessed, and I've got to ruin this name, Osterurman. I mean, that's a meaty death, le- death metal lineup and tickets only cost £10. That's in an actual venue. The Black Heart area above is an actual venue. I saw... Um, uh, Conjurer there only a few weeks ago. Check out that review on the site. And the day after that gig, also at the Black Heart, is King Goat. One of four UK do- dates from the death... Excuse me, I'm screwing up my words there. I'm going to start that again. One of four UK dates for the Doom Metalers costing £6. Love King Goat. We've got their album review coming out in the next week as well. These are just a few events coming up at non-traditional venues in London. You know, not your Electro Borums, not your Brixton's, not your Shepherd's Bush Academy, not your Hammersmith's. Non-traditional venues. Places that you kind of think are just pubs. They cost next to nothing and have some absolutely killer bands playing. That's just a handful. And I wish my job didn't get in the way of me going to so many gigs. I never seem to get as many as I want to, but I will be out and about in the next few days. I'm checking out Coil Guns at the Underworld on Wednesday the 28th, 2018. So I'm looking forward to some raw and feral style metal. So if you see me and recognise me, say hello. Right, moving on again. Let's play another track. After all, we've got a fair few to get through this week. It's not that I'm complaining. It's bloody amazing. I love that.
This next track comes from Miami-based hard rock he heavy act Gears. Despite being confronted with a near-disastrous setback at the cusp of their debut, headlining tour, jarring lineup changes and financial challenges, the band had persevered and rebuilt. Gears released Set in Motion in May 2014, immediately launching into their first headline run, but just three days into the tour, their equipment trailer disconnected, resulting in a massive horrific accident. Not only did they lose all their gear, but the tour van was totaled and the band members sustained serious injury. In spite of this tremendous blow, the group endured and continued the tour without missing a beat. Later developed that two of the family members were unable to continue, leaving the band reeling and having to replace them. We here at Games Brains to Headbanging Life are very proud to bring you the first single to come out of the band's new studio sessions. This is King.
Amazing, and we wish Gears all the success in the world. So a question, how many of you listening enjoy gaming too? It's no secret we do, it's part of the site. Most of us have been gaming from an early age and still pick up a controller almost every day now. It's part of us and a major reason why GBHBL even exists right now. Don't forget that the site was born under the name Disc Does Retro back in 2012 and was a retro game review site only. Some of those early reviews still exist over there right now. The whole reason I'm talking about gaming on a rock and metal podcast is because of how underrepresented our music is within the gaming world. Think about it. How many games off the top of your head can you think of that don't just have metal tracks but are actually a heavy metal game? It's not many. So let's talk about some of them. How many have ever heard of Crewball? A 1992 pinball game that was themed around the glam rock band Motley Crue. It features only three of their hits, Dr. Feel Good, Home Sweet Home and Livewire and was rendered in like a 16-bit style. How about 1994's Revolution X, an arcade rail shooter featured Aerosmith, and if that isn't absurd enough for you, how about the fact that the players must battle the oppressive New Order Nation regime? Sounds like a, a wrestling group back in the Attitude Era in the 90s. And the leader Helga, who have abducted Aerosmith. Now, you don't actually get a player's error from Smith because they've been kidnapped, and they're hidden throughout the game and must be found in order to receive the game's true ending amazingly, hilariously about this game, it was a critical and commercial success. Although console ports didn't fare so well. I mean, it was the 90s. Aerosmith were probably at their biggest then. In 1999, we got Ed Hunter, a PC shooter that casts the player's Iron Maiden's mascot, Eddie, and sends them through several levels based on some of the band's more famous albums. So you get like levels like an Egyptian level based on Power Slave, uh, a London East End level that kind of riffs on 1981's Killers, this is a cool idea and it's a game I've actually played. It doesn't hold up by today's standards, but it is a lot of fun. And you kind of feel the, the love. It's, it's not a cash-in. There's obviously a lot of love for Maiden in it. How about Kiss? Ever wanted to play a game based on Kiss? I mean, they've got every other bit of merchandise out, so why the fuck not? Based on Todd McFarlane's Psycho Circus comic book series, it features a Kiss tribute band with superhuman, superhuman powers called Kiss Psycho Circus, The Nightmare Child. It's a first-person shooter released in 2000, and it's fucking shit. <coughs> Excuse me. My personal favourite, though, came in 2009. Brutal Legend is the most metal game ever made. It is. If you know it, you're already going, nodding your head going, yeah, it is. It's a double-fine-produced adventure that mixes action and exploration with real-time strategy combat. That second part, not so good. Probably the game's failing and why it didn't get be as successful as it was. And the game sees Jack Black playing lead protagonist Eddie Riggs, who's transported to a heavy metal world, one where he meets characters voiced by the likes of Rob Halford, Tim Curry, Lemmy, Ozzy Osbourne. And there are 70, 75 artists on the game's soundtrack, from Girls' School to Mastodon to Inflames, to Cradle of Filth, to Ministry, to Megadeth. It's as metal as you can possibly get in the gaming world. Of course, we have that the Guitar Heroes and the Rock Band games that so oversaturated the market. To such an extent, the companies behind them had to stop making them because no one was buying them anymore, you know? Remember how many Rock Bands and Guitar Heroes we've got? Well, especially when we started getting the themed Guitar Heroes, like Guitar Hero Metallica, Guitar Hero Van Halen, with Rock Band Green Day. The market was Hunked up, and eventually, like I said, it died its death. And then, like I so said, we've got the likes of Doom, Quake, Newcomb, and Splathouse. They're not themed on metal per se, but they were often had tracks that were like metal tracks or felt metal. Like, you know, you think of Doom, you kind of think, oh, heavy metal, you know? But recently, we've seen the mobile market really try to tap into the metal in video games, uh, with band related games even coming out. I mean, 
as well as just general games. I think I reviewed one over the weekend, heavy metal tennis training and things like that. But the likes of Iron Maiden's Legacy of the Beast, Judas Priest's Road to Valhalla, and even a game based around Amon Marth have really seen the mobile market step up its game. So, I mean, if you're looking for your metal fix, that's probably where you're best going now. You know, putting that in into your App Store, your um, Google Store, Google Play, and all that kind of thing, and finding finding heavy metal video games that way. I mean, they're often free to play. They often come with a, a, exorbitant... exorbitant uh, in-app purchases as well, but you're probably going to find your, your your fix there rather than going backwards because most of the old sort of heavy metal-based games are really dated. Even Brutal Legend came out in 2009, which puts it at nearly 10 years old. Right, let's uh, let's play another track after that. Me rambling on about gaming. Out on April 5th, 2018, via Leeds-based label, Don't Drone Alone is the self-titled release of Shronk. Shronk. <laughs> that word is weird as fuck. Banned. I just not. I didn't. I'm not, I didn't describe them as that word. That's the word that's come my way. I like it. I think it does kind of describe them in the best way possible. You'll understand what I mean when you hear the track. Anyway, Skrunk Band Hoof Glove. It's comprised from different corners of Leeds rock scene, featuring members of Hex, Cattle, Thank, Honor Snop, Groke, Famine, and the Afternoon Gentleman. And their debut is what you'd call noisy escapism. You can order the EP digitally via Bandcamp and a cassette version for all you collectors out there is available via Don't Drone Alone. The track we're about to play you is the second one off the EP called Omnibulb, so enjoy.
Well, we're reaching that time again where we're coming to the end of the podcast. So before I close out with our last track, I have to announce what reviews you can look forward to seeing this upcoming week. With two fearsome full lengths, fresh, French, fresh, French suffocating death metal troupe Autocractor have become legendary in the domain of the underground extreme metal. And they're returning with their third full length called Hammer of the Heretics. The album will be released April 10th, 2018 via Cruciator. Man, so I think I've said this before, but I really struggle with a lot of these. I really do. Cruciator Productions. A mentally taxing and physically draining listen. Hammer of the Heretics is a vile and extreme noise release. It might only be five tracks long, but it's incredibly effective. We got Black and Death Metal Juggernaut, Blood of the Wolf, returning to embark upon a campaign of extermination. An eight-track onslaught is a continuation of the band's critically acclaimed 2015 debut, One the Law of Retaliation. The album is called Two, Campaign of Extermination, and will be, will be unleashed April 7th, 2018. And we got the three-piece stoner groove rock band called Witch Tripper, hailing from Nottingham, UK, are releasing Eye of, Eye of the Storm. Eye, comma, of the Storm. Their long-awaited second album will be released on April 14th, 2018. The Stormer, Stoner Doom groove rock scene in the UK is producing fantastic music from both the old and the new. The game has been stepped up, though, and bands are doing everything possible to make sure they just don't reach the bar but fly past it. And you can add Witch Tripper to that list now. Shoegaze is one of the more head-scratching of the subgenres that have cropped up in the last couple of years, often attributed to bands that take the post-rock sound that little bit further, one such band that I found that tag attached them is Mole, a four-piece band from Denmark. But Mole are so much more, though. I don't love the shoegaze sort of term. kind of makes it sound hip to, hipstery, and I think it's kind of off-putting. The new album, Jord, will be released on April 13th, 2018 via Holy Raw Records. It blends atmospheric black metal with post-rock. Mole delivers a masterclass in invention and brutality. The progressive melodies, riffs and hooks, strong enough to reduce people to tears. Screeching vocals, vile enough to rend the fat from your body. And drumming so intense you'll be hearing ringing in your ears for days afterwards. Fucking love this album, as you can tell. Then we've got South Dakota-based death metalers Angerot releasing um, Midwestern Metal. Excuse me, I'm going to start that entire bit again. South Dakota-based death metalers Angerot rise from the ashes of Midwestern metal to announce their crushing debut album, The Splendid Iniquity, out on April 13th, 2018 via Black Market Metal. The earth cracks and the heavens open as the whores do battle, all white Angerot provide the soundtrack to the end of the world. As death metal as they come, but hardly living in the past, The Splendid Iniquity is a roaring beast of aggression and malice. Then we got one of British Doom Metal's most exciting bands. We mentioned them earlier on. King Goat are back with a long-awaited second album, Debt of Aeons. And it will be released on the 20th of April 2018 via Oral Music and follows from the band's critically acclaimed debut LP, Conduit. We reviewed Conduit over on the site. We absolutely loved it. Go check that out if you want to get an idea of what we think of King Goat. Although, hopefully, by the way, I'm talking about them on this podcast. You're pretty clear I love them. Understanding perfectly what it is to be a Doom band, King Goat's new album is seven tracks of momentous, deep, dark, thrilling, heavy, and mournful metal. Then we've got Switzerland-based Sextet, sold at Hans to take their name from the old fairy tale. Now I'm about to destroy this, but I'm going to try and say this old fairy tale's name. Des Tufels Rusiger Bruder, by the Brothers Grimm. On April 28, 2018, they released their second album, S Tart via Wolves and Vibrancy Records, a three-song album spanning 54 minutes 
where the only word you can think of is epic. No surprise, really, considering what's on offer with Estart. And finally, the last scheduled release, although there will be more, there always are, Breaching is the debut album from Leeds-based six-piece post-metalers 100-year-old man. Hot on the heels of the recent EP Ray, new album called Breaching will be released on April 27th, 2018 by Giza Records. That's the LP and CD version, and Wolves and Vibrancy are going to do the LP as well. The conquering heaviness that 100-year-old man bring with Breach is an, an extraordinary thing. An album that not, not just brings ruthless post-metal savagery in a fantastic, clean style. It's not a messy album, nor is it just heavy for the sake of being heavy. 100-year-old man have crafted a smart piece of work here that blends genres, leaving you an R. R in awe. Ah. Ah! Yes. R and awe. So, right. That's... The release is upcoming. Check them all out as they go up on the site. You know, I know we've had some problems over there in the last week. Hosting issues. We really need to upgrade our server. Hint, hint. Patreon forward slash studio. Um, so, yeah. But it's running a lot better at the moment. Thanks to some little tweaks and twists here and there. Final track of the podcast. Track number five. Released on March 25th, 2018. Texas native metal band Bloodline. Released their debut album. Full length. Insolent. In the few years since of existence, 2014 is when they were born, the band have become a power player on the scene with a debut EP, 3, and show and tours with like The Faceless, Bad Omens, and Kubla Khan, among others. Combining elements of metal, hardcore, and rock, Bloodline has poured blood, sweat, and tears into crafting a debut that sets a new bar for metalcore. Not just Texas metalcore, but metalcore. This is Dissipate, my personal favourite track in the album. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. More games, brains, and headbang of life, and you can find us at gbhbl.com. See you next time, and enjoy Dissipate from Bloodline.